The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We know that COVID-19 has put a crimp in many, many things. Uh, some things are, are trying to get back to normal. One of them, the NHL. And the countdown is on to NHL playoffs. You know that Edmonton is a hub city. There's tons of excitement around it. And we can't wait to have Jack Michaels calling the games again right here on 630 Jed. Now, you've been hearing a bit about the rules the local sports reporters have to follow covering Oilers practices so far. But what about the American reporters? Well, we had a firsthand look into that thanks to an article by Minnesota Wild, an NHL reporter with the Star Tribune, Sarah McClellan. Uh, she arrived in Edmonton over the weekend and penned an article about the experience so far and about coming home to her birthplace. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Now, Sarah, I have to tell you, you're welcome to Edmonton. You you, you had put out your note uh, on the weekend, and all of a sudden, welcome to Edmonton became uh, started trending. I think you must have had about, I don't know, a thousand people welcome <laughs> you here on, on Twitter on the weekend. Um, yeah, that was something to see. Some of them were being goofs and a little bit of idiots saying, you know, not nice things about Edmonton, but you know better. You were born here. Edmonton is home originally. Yeah, especially in the summers. I always remember growing up here, and then even after my family moved to the U.S., we would come back in the summers. So this feels like a homecoming, a unique one, (laughs) one I've never had before since I'm currently stuck in a hotel for 14 (laughs) days before I can get outside and enjoy the the summer weather and take my stroll through the River Valley. But you're right, it's just kind of the way of the world right now. It's different circumstances, uh, different protocols than we're used to when it comes to covering hockey. But uh, I'm excited to get through this journey and then get into Rogers Place and cover the action. So, Sarah, so much to talk to you about. When was the last time you actually spent a summer in Edmonton? Because even after you moved, I think you were nine or ten years old, your family kept coming back here to visit family, right? But I'm suspecting it's been a while. You know what? I think I was here just a couple of summers ago, very recently. Um, maybe not last summer, but the summer before. I remember going to an Eskimos football game and um, <laughs> the Street Performers Festival. Like, yeah. I, like, that's my jam. I love coming back Klondike days. <laughs> Um, you know, this is my roots. This is where I'm from. And so even though I've moved on to the U.S. and I, you know, spent most of my upbringing in Arizona and now live in Minnesota, this is part of me. This is where I fell in love with hockey. This is why I do what I do because my dad sat me down and we watched Oilers games growing up. And um, I fell in love with the game and I just love talking sports and hockey with him that I made it my life. I made it my purpose and passion and my career just to kind of keep those conversations going. So um, a lot of fond memories growing up here. And now to come back, it just kind of feels fitting. It kind of feels fitting to be back here covering the NHL and this historic return um, where my start with hockey essentially happened. So, Sarah, when you talk about, um, you know, this is where that that seed was planted for your passion uh, of hockey with your dad. Did did you did you go to any of the games when you were a kid? What was it? Did you ever had a chance to meet any of the Oilers greats, anything like that? Oh, yeah. I remember going to games. I remember him taking me to my first game. Uh, It was against the St. Louis Blues. I remember going to the carnivals that they used to have in Northlands Coliseum to meet the players and get the autographs. 
I remember going to a playoff game against Dallas in, I think, 1997. And the Oilers were trailing 3 nothing in the third period. And we left early. And then we listened to the comeback on Chad on the drive home. And it went to <laughs> overtime. And the Oilers won. And we missed it. <laughs> so I have quite a history with, um, you know, the sport wow. here and watching the Oilers. And just, you know, fond memories with my dad and falling in love with the game and now covering it, you know, from the journalistic perspective, getting on the other side of it and sharing stories that fans love to read about their favorite players and what it's like How going awesome. to a game. How awesome is that? So when you found out, when you when you heard that Edmonton was the, was one of the, the two hub cities and you heard that, okay, this is where Minnesota's going to be playing and I get to go back there, what went through your mind? You know, I was excited for it because it was going to be familiar. And, you know, these are unusual times from the travel on airplanes to having to quarantine. And I think the fact that I felt it was going to be in a setting that I'm very familiar with was a source of comfort. Um, you know, even though my family we moved to the u.s my relatives still live here so i have aunts um, and cousins in the area so it just kind of felt like it would help ease the process because you know we're still in the middle of a pandemic what i do at the arena is going to be different but just knowing yeah. that families nearby i think makes the transition and the experience nice. um easier to take for sure you know, it's it's interesting because uh, when I was reading your article and you, and you talked about uh, some of the the similarities between Edmonton and Minneapolis. Minneapolis, uh, I'm a Northern Ontario girl originally. I, I spent a lot of time growing up in Thunder Bay, so five hours north of Minneapolis. Minneapolis, one of my favorite cities to visit. Have friends who work in journalism down there. Um, but yeah, Edmonton, uh, yeah, Edmonton and Minneapolis, uh, a lot of a lot alike in in a, in in many different ways. And you touched on that. I mean, they can be darn cold in the winter and in the summer when. <laughs> it's not raining that's absolutely glorious so yeah there there must be a, a similar that that vibe for you as well it was and you know it was uh obviously a big change moving from edmonton to arizona and then yeah. arizona to minnesota but i think why i settled in so seamlessly in the twin cities was it just felt and looked like edmonton <laughs> and it wasn't just you know the climate and the weather um how the city was laid out and you know there's a good food scene there that I think is underrated. Same like here and just the cultural yeah. aspect. It really is a metropolitan city and I get that vibe um, from Edmonton as well. But I think at the root of it too is Minnesota is the state of hockey, loves the sport, just like Edmonton. Like it is hockey central. And so I think having that vibe, that communal spirit in the community, that it's all about the team and how's the hometown team doing. I'm very familiar with that. I grew up in that. And so that made it feel very welcoming. Sarah McClellan is a reporter with the Star Tribune in Minneapolis. She covers the Minnesota Wild and the NHL, and she has arrived in Edmonton to cover the Wild as they take on the Vancouver Canucks. That uh, that series starts August 2nd. Wanted to talk to Sarah for a number of reasons. First off, Edmonton is her hometown. She, uh, she lived here for about the first nine years of her life before her family moved to Arizona. Still has family here, but I was also very curious to find out what protocols that she has to follow now that she is here as a part of this bubble. So, Sarah, um, you, you ended up, you arrived. Tell us about uh, the flight in and what happened when you landed and, and what you had to go through to when you landed, when you got here, when you got to the, the hotel. 
Yeah, it's totally a different experience than what we're used to flying at this time amid a pandemic. Um, it starts even just, you know, before I get to the airport. Um, you know, I wear, I wore two masks. I wore gloves. Um, even the way I dressed, you know, I put on thick sweatpants and long <laughs> sleeve and really just tried to cover up as much as I could. Um, and then when you get to the airport to check in for an international flight, it was such a thorough vetting of my documentation and, you know, my travel documents, unlike normal, you know, when I usually travel, it's a breeze. I do it so often. And yeah. even though I was a Canadian coming back to Canada, um, you know, they still are making a thorough examination of if you're allowed in with the border, um, you know, the restrictions at play. So that was different. Um, airports are still fairly empty. You know, you see the shops and businesses even during normal business hours. Um, you know, shuttered up and just closed. Yeah. It's just there isn't the foot traffic that there is normally um, on the, on the plane. It's start, you know, as soon as you walk on, you're handed a sanitizing wipe to clean up your area. Um, you don't sit next to anyone. I was spaced out. It didn't look like any of the flights I was on uh, were were full. So you were able to kind of get a little bit of social distancing there. Um, no beverage cart came by to offer you a Coke <laughs> or a Sprite. I mean, it, it was a Ziploc bag with a few snacks and a, and a water bottle. So that was different. Um, and it just, it feels, you know, almost eerie in some of that sense because, um, like I said, you don't see a lot of people. Uh, people are traveling, but it's just not to the extent, especially in yeah. the summertime when families take vacations. So it is a different vibe. Um, but I, I'm just kind of looking at it as this is probably how it's going to be for quite some time now. So you landed here uh, straight to the hotel, and now you're under two weeks of lockdown in the hotel, right? Yes, I am on day three. So I arrived on <laughs> Friday, and Saturday was my first full-length day. I'm calling it day one. Um, so not this Friday, but next Friday is day 14. I have the countdown going. Um, and I am, yeah, I am confined to my hotel room. Uh, thankfully, it's pretty spacious. Um, I have a couch, and I have a desk and a microwave and a refrigerator. I have a, a huge kind of uh, empty space where I've been conducting my workouts uh, to stay <laughs> a little bit active and not just sit all day. Um, but it's pretty contactless. I order food yeah. through the delivery apps and it's dropped off outside my door and I hear a knock and uh, the hotel staff member who dropped it off leaves and I wait till he leaves to go get it. Um, and that's kind of how it's been operating so far, so far so smoothly. It's been, it's been pretty seamless, but it's not a normal hotel stay, that's for sure. No. So once your two weeks are up, so once, you know, next Friday is over and done with, and um, then you're able to get into um, practices, that sort of stuff, what does the bubble look like for you? What kind of rules and regulations do you have to follow as an American reporter here to cover the wild at Rogers Place? Do you, have you been, uh, guidelines, has that all been outlined to you so far? They have been, and, and I actually will not be in the NHL bubble. So that area okay. that they are setting up downtown um, and kind of sequestering from the public, I won't be in there. The only access okay. I will get is to the arena, which is essentially you know part of the bubble, but that's the extent of it. So I will be allowed in for games, um, and I will have to wear a mask. I will have to get my temperature and a system, uh, symptoms check upon entry. And I can watch the game. I'll watch the Wild play the Canucks. 
and then I'll leave and I will go back yeah. to my hotel outside of the NHL bubble and I will do my reporting and writing and interviews from there. So it is still uh, limited and it's a limited number of media uh, that are going to get access to these games. So uh, I'm here, I'm on the ground, I'm going to see the games, but I'm not exactly going to see what that life is like for the players and the staff um, who are sequestered you know, in this little hub district downtown. All right. So once you're done the 14 days, you don't have to do any more testing. You don't have to get tested, nothing like that. You've got 14 days and then you're good to go. I am good to go. And I am actually not being tested right now. Um, You know, I'm just sequestering. I'm isolating. And the extent of my testing once I go to games will just be the temperature and a systems check. Yep. All right. So exciting, though. It's going to be different as if we move into, you know, a little bit of hockey talk. I've got a couple of minutes left with you. Um, we're moving into that. It's going to be different. There's going to be no fans in the, in, in, in the stands. So that's going to be uh, a huge change. I mean, you're having four or five games a day in Rogers Place. Regardless, you must be excited to see a hockey return. What do you think that this experience is going to be like, um, you know, once the, once the players get back on the ice and playing not just practicing but playing i think it's going to probably be unlike anything we've seen before in terms of not only what the product looks like on tv um but you know how reporters like me can convey it to the public um it'll probably be a different broadcast than we're used to maybe different camera angles because now they can get in the seats where fans usually Mm -hmm. sit but aren't going to be um it'll be interesting to see what kind of maybe graphics or uh insight they share to try to maybe enhance the broadcast but i still encourage people to pick up their newspapers (laughs) and read the stories because there's going to be details that tv might miss that i don't that i will see firsthand that i will hear firsthand that i'll be able to share just just kind of paint this picture that'll be so unique you know we love the playoffs because they're intense and the fans are a part of that they create this environment and nobody probably knows that better than oilers fans how those arenas get rocking uh when it's playoff time um how will that compare with no fans i'm eager to see if we see the intensity on the ice that we usually would players say it will be the cup's still the goal um but how that plays out i think will be really interesting to see well, Sarah, uh, I'm really looking forward to reading uh, your articles. Uh, I follow you now on Twitter. It's at Sarah underscore McClellan. Uh, you can, Chedville, check her out there as well. Looking forward to it. Welcome home. Uh, I hope you enjoy your stay over the next few weeks. If you're looking for some great fried chicken, northern chicken, which isn't <laughs> too far from you, is a great place. Um, but there's a lot of great restaurants downtown. Enjoy it uh, when you can, Sarah. And thank you for making time for us today. Thank you so much. I will. Thank you so much for having me take care yeah take care now sarah mcclellan joining us this afternoon and again you can check out her work it's in the uh in the uh, minneapolis star tribune and uh, talking about being back in edmonton her original hometown as a part of uh you know the the media covering hockey as it gets underway of course she's covering uh minnesota minnesota I love Minneapolis, such a great, great city.